welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hello, welcome back. We are here for another community check-in. Thank you, everybody, for your check-in forms. Loads and loads have come through, so really, really happy about that. I'm going to have to be upfront with you and say that today, I don't know how well this check-in is going to go because I feel like my brain isn't functioning. I just keep stopping and forgetting what the hell is going on or where I am or what we're doing. Um, So I don't know whether it's tiredness. Fuck knows. Who knows? Um, but let's just see. There's loads of good stuff happening with you girls. And um, so I'm gonna fly through the winds to begin with. I highlighted, I'm not messing, literally every single one. Like when I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna mention that. Yeah, I'm gonna mention that. So I'm not gonna be able to read everyone's out, even though I'm desperate to. I'm just gonna um time a few minutes and try and fly through as many as I can. Um, okay, so we've got Claire who stuck to her calorie target, hit her protein. And she got three workouts in, which is the first time since she began on beginning of September. Listen, I know a few of you are struggling to hit the perfect three with your workouts, but we say three workouts because I want you to be active throughout the week. But if you're doing two, that's all good. Don't stress about it. If you got one in, well done. If you've just began, don't expect three from the off. It just takes a bit of time to embed into your routine. Claire's been working hard on her nutrition and her steps since September and her workouts are our main are her main focus right now. So that's why she's really smashed them this week. So unbelievable, made up. She set a goal and she's fulfilled it. Love it. We've got another clay um who said that she kept on track with all of her food. She logged everything and she said that normally she falls off track of a weekend. Um and instead she did track and she did go over, but she didn't think ah fuck it and just eat all sorts. She was like, is what it is. And that is like basically getting out of that all or nothing mentality of that if I can't be perfect, then there's no point in trying. I say this all of the time. And if you're listening on the podcast or you're part of my community, you will know that I am constantly saying, don't panic if you go over your calories. The panicking and the reaction to it is way worse than going over by a couple of hundred calories. You really cannot ruin a whole week in one day. It is not that easy. Um, People very rarely will overeat by like 3000 calories in one day. And that would be what it would take to get to maintenance. Okay, so it's, and I'm saying 3,000 over your calorie target. So if your calorie target is 1,700 and you went to 4,700, you'd probably put yourself at maintenance for the week, okay? But no one's really doing that. People are going over by 100, 200, 300, 500. I've seen people go over by 1,000. Guess what? They still didn't ruin their week. What ruins it is the spiral that happens afterwards. So just... Don't panic when you do go over. It's not the end of the world when you do go for a meal out. What matters most is the next day. You just get back to it. Ananda managed all of her calories and protein and got some extra walks in. Vicky did all of her workouts and all of her steps. And she also stayed within the calories. So it was a perfect week, which is amazing. Eleanor saved some calories throughout the week to enjoy a Saturday night takeaway. Lovely. Do you remember that show? Saturday night takeaway. Was that what it was called? Saturday night takeaway with Ant and Dec. That's just popped into my head because I said Saturday night takeaway. Um, oh, I used to love that. Anyway, Claire said, this is another Claire. She said her win is about sticking to a nutrition without tracking. I love this. Girls, you know that I'm one of them coaches who is not expecting you to track every single day of your life forever and forever and ever. I actually don't think I've done my job if we only lose weight or only maintain our weight when we're tracking. Um, so this is really, really good. She did a little test week of sticking to her meal structure, sticking to her regular meals and the portion sizes that she's learned from while tracking and just followed it, which is amazing. Tracking is like an amazing way to create your own meal plan. You learn what breakfasts work for you. You learn what lunches work for you. Same with your evening meals. If you just stick to those portions and stick to those rough meals, you really can't go far wrong. It's only when bad habits, bad habits, or, or like unhelpful habits start to creep back in, like more biscuits, more chocolate, eating out, ordering different, having 
more bigger portions without really realizing. So this is amazing. Absolutely love it. All for it. it shows that you've got control without having to literally track every single calorie. Chrissy got a lovely compliment in the gym from someone, which is amazing. She said that she can see a huge difference. The person said that they can see a huge difference in Chrissy after her three weeks on her fat loss phase, which is fab. Um, gives you a nice little boost. We don't do this for anyone else. We're not looking for other people's recognition, but it's nice when we get it. It's really nice when we get it. Um, it just helps us because if we see ourselves every day in the mirror, if we look at ourselves every day, we don't always notice a difference. But other people, when they don't see you for a few days or don't see you for a couple of weeks, they can. Um, it's like sometimes that the, I'll see someone in the gym and then not see them for three weeks. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened? And like, they can't really feel it. But because I've not seen them in a while, you can really notice it. So take those compliments. Make sure you say thanks to a compliment. We were actually talking about this in the gym. Say, I told you I'm on a tap. I keep having tangents. Anyway, we'll go, we'll go into it anyway. We were having a conversation about this in the gym last Wednesday. And it was like someone complimented someone and she was like, oh really no I'm just wearing black someone said oh you look that slim and then went oh no I'm just wearing black it's slimming and I was like hang on a minute can we just take that compliment she's like oh well yeah thanks and like if someone gives you a compliment they genuinely well mean and we're not just gonna people just don't compliment yet unless they're a weirdo for no reason um and they genuinely think you're working hard and they're noticing your hard work and they want you to know that so when someone says Oh, nice outfit. Don't go, oh, it's only ASOS. Oh, it's only Zara. Say thanks. And if they ask for where it's from, tell them. Um, if someone says you look amazing, have you been working hard? Say, oh, thanks. Yeah, I have been. Like, don't don't try and minimize your efforts or minimize like, your progress by saying, oh, I'm wearing black and oh, this is just, you know, whatever. I don't feel any different. Say thanks. Accept the compliment. Um, it makes them feel better as well. So, yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent. Sorry. I'm supposed to be rushing through this and it's not happening, is it? Um, Angela, who's one of our newbies, said that she managed to go out on a walk every day, which is fabulous. Emma, another newbie, said her biggest win is smashing her protein in. So she's really focusing on her health and her habits. And we've really worked hard on getting her protein up. She said that when you focus on three meals, three high protein meals to begin with, so high protein breakfast, high protein lunch, high protein dinner, it just worlds easier. It's better than chasing chasing protein for the rest of the day. She says she's also very happy that she got three workouts in. Ashley's drawed a line under last week. Um, she had a bit of a struggle of a week. I don't know why I read that out, but there we go. It was a win because she drawed a line under it. <laughs> Lauren said she finally showed up for herself this week. Um, she had another week where lots of stuff was thrown at her, but something just switched. And she was like, no, there's always going to be something. And I didn't let it get to me. And so I managed to get two workouts in and um, yeah, all good. Nutrition was good too. Let me just see if there's any. Lauren said that she actually really, really loved this win. Lauren checked her steps for the year. I didn't even know you could do this. She checked her average steps for the whole year. And since January to now, her average steps was 9,800. And she's not shared that to be like, this is, you know, I've been hitting 10K every single day. It shows her consistency since January. Like, she really has put in the effort since the start of this year. She's got incredible results. Like, her fat loss is unbelievable. Um, And she, this is showing her consistency. It's just something nice to look back on and see that. I didn't know you could do your yearly steps, so I might actually have a look at mine. Um, Josie said she got back in the gym after six months off, so she had an accident, unfortunately, six months ago. Um, but she's back in the gym. I'm feeling good for it. She started off gentle, light, and she just wanted to test herself, which is great. And then these final two wins, first one, Samantha, she lost two pounds on the scales, so it's took her under twelve stone, which she hasn't been since having a baby in February, which is amazing. And then Stacy, she didn't have a good start of the week. But she got to Wednesday when we all did our Wednesday wins and she turned the week around. She said that um, her husband actually said to her, oh, just start fresh on Monday. And she was like, nah, there's still half a week left. I'm going to win this week. And she lost two pounds on the scales. Well done, Stacey. Fucking buzzing with that. Um, this is evidence that, okay, Monday, Tuesday might go to shit. Wednesday might even go to shit. You've still got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make an effort and you can still make progress. So Stacey, very proud of you. Um, so big well done for not waiting until Monday and for just cracking on. We know that if we always wait for Monday, we're always going to be on that on off. It's like waiting for the perfect time to start. There never is one. Yeah, there's never a perfect time to start. 
We just have to start, even though it's chaos. We have to start, even though we're busy. We have to start, even though we don't feel quite ready or we feel a little bit scared. Just got to do it anyway. And it doesn't matter if we're not perfect. Like I said, you can go over your calories. You can have days where things go to shit. You can miss workouts and you can still make progress. We do not need to be perfect. And that's like the biggest thing that you'll you hear me repeating it all of the time. Um, and I'm so glad that so many of you are catching on to that and are getting insane results. Let me just have a sip of my cup of tea because I know this is going to be gorgeous. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's my first cup of tea of the day, that sun. Okay, did you hear that little bit? Anyway, so let's go on to the struggles. Um. Okay, so I wanted to mention this one because Claire is on Ignite. She's on the Ignite 6 program, which includes some one-to-one coaching with me. And we had our call last week. And she was saying that she was working away at the start of the week for, for two days and so had to plan and make good choices. And so she did that, followed it, and, and literally smashed it. Um, she said that the, the other challenge was that she was sat down a lot of the time. So she walked to the station rather than getting a taxi and to get it so that she could get her steps in. She said her colleagues were teasing her, but she still did it. I love this because I was also checking in with one of my one-to-one girls last week and they are working away Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And she was really, really struggling. She was struggling about other people judging her. She was fearful of others around her judging her and she was fearful of the food that was going to be there. And I, I say this all the time, but I used to work away for like a week at a time every month or every other month, but it was a lot. And um, at first I didn't manage it well. I was drinking wine with people. I was ordering, I was living like I was on holiday while I was working away. And we have to get out of the mindset that when we are working away, we are not living while on holiday. Even when I went to Glasgow for that event, I didn't have like big, massive full English and big, massive lunch and loads of cake and loads of alcohol. I literally just like had fairly healthy breakfast, fruit, yogurt, um, decent lunches. Like it wasn't, it's not like a free for all. Um, and I don't know, it's, we need to, especially if you're someone who works away regularly, we need to make sure that we're, we, we have that clear in our mind. This is not a holiday. I am here for work. If I didn't have this specific job, I'd be at home or working in the office. So I need to make sure that I stay true to my goals because especially if you're someone who does this quite frequently, like I did, I, I lost my way with it a little bit when I started. And then I was like, I need to stop drinking wine randomly on weeknights. I need to stop ordering three course meals every time I go out. I need to make sure that I choose wisely from the buffy or from the restaurants that we're going to. So I do understand that it's hard because you're out of your normal place, but we it can be done. Claire planned her meals and she did plan what she was going to do. And when she actually turned up to the event, there was salads and stuff like that there. So she was actually able to eat off the buffet. She just didn't go wild. And then in the evening, she's not ordering burgers and and like, you know, overindulgent things, pizzas. She's ordering within it, within it, um, her goals and values, which is brilliant. So really, really pleased. And I'm pleased that you got your steps in as well. I think that that's hard to do, to, to wave everyone off in a taxi and you go and get your steps in. That's hard to do. Um, so well done. I, I actually really, really love that. So proud of you. Next, we've got, um, I went over on my calories on Saturday, but I'm not beating myself up about it. It was a busy day and my nephew's party, so I wasn't able to plan as easily as I would have done. Same like, as I said earlier, going over that little bit is just not going to ruin a whole week. You're in a 3,000 calorie deficit, 3,500 calorie deficit over the whole week. So if you stay in your calories every single day and then you get to Saturday and you go over by 500, you've only took yourself into a 3,000 calorie deficit. You haven't ruined the diet. It's honestly not that hard to ruin. The diet would put you in a fairly decent deficit and there is a bit of wiggle room. So you're going to have celebrations every now and again. You're going to have parties that come up. I would say if you're someone who's sociable every weekend to do some calorie banking, so borrow 150 to 200 calories from what, however many days that you can. So if you did that Monday to Friday, you'd have a 1,000 calories to use over the weekend um, if you borrowed 200 Monday to Friday. So use that little tool. It does really help. Obviously, if you're having a particularly hungry week like you do on your period, um or you're stressed or whatever or your sleep's low um then that might be a little bit harder to do so you need to you sometimes you do need to kind of be like right I can't calorie bank I'm gonna have to accept that I will go over um and that's fine too okay not always gonna be absolutely bang on perfect 
just bear with me one second. Okay, so next struggle, I found it really challenging to get my workouts in. I didn't do my first workout until the middle of the week due to work. So I only managed one run and two workouts. Okay, so the middle of the week, I'd say Wednesday. It, the middle of the week could be Wednesday. We've still got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Still most of the week. We usually think the middle of the week is Wednesday, most of us. When in fact, it's not. We've got a seven day week. Um, So I would, I would think really, did you... Did you really not have the time to do all three workouts? Um, if you did one run and two workouts, that's great. My kind of, unless you are training for a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, or a specific run, I wouldn't be prioritizing running. It might be something that you enjoy, but it wouldn't be the priority if the goal is aesthetics, like fat loss, toning up, def getting definition. Um, your strength training should be your priority. And then the run comes as an additional. So, prioritize your strength days and then cardio is just a bonus if you do do it unless you are training for a 10k or something like that then obviously you do need to get a run in but um if you're not training for a run then those three workouts could have been three strength days instead of the run so that's the first thing and then another thing is like looking back on it you actually have had an active week you got two workouts in i imagine they are full body and um, you got two workouts in you also did a run it's actually a win yeah, there's a lot of people in the community who actually struggle and just to do just to do that, and you're feeling like that was a struggle. Um, so I actually think you've done really well with the week. If the goal is is aesthetic, so how you look physically, then you need to prioritize the strength training over the running in future. Look at last week and ask yourself realistically, if it was to do last week again, is there anything differently that I could have done to allow me to get that third workout in? So it could be that maybe Monday or Tuesday or the start of the week, work was busy, but really, could you have got up out of bed earlier? Could you have used your lunch? Could you have set boundaries with work and got a workout in after work? So is there really anything that you could have done at the start of the week to start your workouts earlier on? If the answer's no, okay. But don't just go, oh, no, there wasn't, and don't actually think about it. Think about it. Did you have lions? Could you have got up earlier? Could you have used your lunch break? Could you have been more organized with evening meals so that you had time to go to the gym? All of that. And then also, what could you, on the days after work was less busy? So say you started your workout on Wednesday. Could you have realistically got a third workout in, in those five days? You know, what could you have done? What would you have moved around? Did you have days where you, where, where you could have got up earlier, could have done the work the workout at your lunch? Were you working from home? Could have done it on your lunch break? These types of things. Um, so ask yourself these questions when we're doing this check-in form. Obviously, if something didn't go quite as expected, we need to think, what would I have done differently? If this situation comes up again, what would I do differently to allow myself to get those things in? Um, because... We're then problem solving and we'll make pr more progress on it moving forward. So just ask yourself those questions. Um, okay, this one. Okay, so this member is new to the community and she is newly pregnant, not going to out her. Um, and she said that it's she's she's been weighing herself and she's not seeing the scales move. And this is hard. And I just want to remind you that when you are at any stage of pregnancy, it's not always helpful to weigh yourself. Um, we can't really be expecting weight loss when we're growing a human being. And I know that that's really difficult because we can have a goal for fat loss and then get pregnant and think, oh, but we, I still want to lose fat and I still want to feel better, even though I'm pregnant. And you can have this kind of like clash of, of like, clash of values clash of goals should i say um so i would say in this situation so um she said i think seeing the scales not really move is hard so i'm debating whether i just don't weigh, weigh myself i would agree not to weigh yourself you're not in a calorie deficit i haven't put you in a calorie deficit because it would be wrong for me to do so you're not in a calorie deficit and therefore we shouldn't be expecting the scales to go down we are instead focusing on health on habits on a healthy pregnancy on keeping you active and therefore, the scales are irrelevant because they're not going to go down. And realistically, they will go up because you're growing a person. They're not going to grow up dramat dramatically or drastically. Um, they don't need to. But I actually don't think the scales need to be a measurement in your circumstance. 
I think that your the, the ways of monitoring your progress should be habit-based. You know, how consistent have you been with sleep? How consistent have you been with water, protein, um, you know, taking off those habits, taking off those workouts and just not being putting too much pressure on yourself because there is so much going on and so much changing that weight is the least or uh, the very, very, very bottom of the list of your priorities right now. It's health, it's fruit and veg, it's protein, it's sleep, it's all of this stuff. So I honestly would just jip the scales off. And if you are um, listening to this and you are someone who is struggling with the scales and pregnant, like I have, I have had it in the past where I was coaching clients and they were really, really struggling because they were trying to get in a bridesmaid's dress and they, they were also pregnant and she wanted to diet. And it's it's just not the time to be dieting, okay? And uh, there's there's so much more time in the rest of your life for you to think about changing your body and for you to think about uh, losing weight, but in pregnancy is just just not uh, the time. Okay, um, it doesn't mean that during pregnancy you need to gain two stone. You don't need to. Some people might do, but you don't need to. Um, remember, you've got a baby, which could be you know ten pounds for a big baby, and then you've got a lot of water weight as well. So you will gain weight, but it's not all going to be body fat. You've got a baby, you've got water weight. So it's it's weight gain is normal and we have to kind of accept it as part of the process. And dieting is just not the way um, we would we go. Um, so I would jib the scales. That is the answer to that. I would honestly just jib the scales and focus on habits instead. Um, okay, so... My period cravings were really, really strong and I'm very disappointed that I gave into them a lot. I completely lost track of my fitness pal on some days and used that as an excuse to go off track a bit. I only managed two workouts and steps on four days. Now, first of all, the only I only managed two workouts. Two workouts are still better than a lot of people. Some people in the community cannot get workouts in. If you're doing two, that's good. You're a busy person. You're a busy woman. Um, there's lots going on in life. Two is not the ideal. Three is perfect. Two is almost perfect, okay? So let's just stop like beating ourselves up for, for taking action just because we're not being perfect. Um, but ask yourself realistically, if you look back at the week, is there anything that you could have done? So if you wanted to get three workouts in, but you didn't, think back, when could I have done that third workout? Did I make excuses? Did I procrastinate? Did I lie in? Did I say I was going to do it and then canceled on myself? Ask yourself those questions. Realistically, looking back, where could I have done it? When could I have done it? And what excuse did I make so that you can think about that so that moving forward, you're less likely to do it again. Steps on four days till the majority of the week. Okay. So again, don't be hard on yourself. Four days of hitting 10K steps or 7K steps is still better than none. You could have just gone, oh, I didn't hit it on Tuesday. So now the whole week's fucked. I'm not going to try all week. I'll wait again until Monday. You didn't do that. Now the period cravings, this is where we need to think about what can we do moving forward. I, there's a, so my fitness pal is a great tool. Literally love it. Okay. It's so helpful. It helps me help all of you um, to reach your goals. But we have to remember that if we don't go on my fitness pal, the calories still count. Okay. Our body still registers those calories. So hiding from my fitness pal should not be a reason to then overeat. We need to make sure that whether we go on, if my fitness pal crashed and died today, and none of us could access could access my fitness pal tomorrow. I wouldn't expect any of you to start eating like a knobhead. I wouldn't expect any of you to be skipping your meals and just going out for chippies and pizzas and just going wild just because my fitness pal sounds like ah the app won't know. No, really, really doesn't make a difference, does it? If you're not on my fitness pal and you're not tracking, you still need to think about what we're eating. And I spoke about this to a client um last week. Is that when you are struggling, if you are sick, if you are low on motivation, if you are tired, if your baby's been keeping you up all night and you just had no sleep um, and, you know, you're feeling emotional or you're due on, any of these things, all of these things that come up that cause us to make poorer decisions around food, I want everyone to just stop when you're thinking, oh, I really want cake instead of dinner or I'm just going to go and get a Chinese banquet instead of make me tea or I'm going to eat this full share bar. I want you to stop and think, what does my body need right now? Not, oh, what do I feel like? Oh, what do I fancy? 
stop, stop that. It's what do I, what does my body need right now? Because if I ask myself, oh, what do I fancy tonight? It'd be katsu curry today. It'd be carbonara tomorrow. It would be um, salt and pepper chicken with fried rice curry sauce and salt and pepper chips the day after. It would be a big pizza the day after that. Like, that's what I fancy. That's what I feel like. But I'm not going to eat like that because that's not what my body needs. It's not what my body deserves. Actually, like, I don't really want to have tea today. I would just want to, I, I wish there was Easter so I could just eat Easter eggs all day. <laughs> like, I just want chocolate, but that's not what my body needs. It's what I fancy. It's what I feel like, but that's not really what we need to be doing. Remember, we are a machine. Okay. We are like, we are, we need to operate well and we need to function well. And it's like, I say to everyone, you've probably heard me say this a hundred times, sorry if it's boring, but if your car was low on petrol and it needed fuel because you've got a big journey to go, you're not going to go put water in it, are you? Or Coke? No. You're going to put the fuel that it needs, which is petrol or diesel or charge it because that's what people do now. Um, So it's the same for us. If we're sick, do we need chippies and chocolate and sugary drinks? I mean, the sugary drinks go down well when we're sick, but that's not all we need. We need protein. We need fruit and veg. We need vitamins. We need minerals. We need water. If you are down in the dumps and you're feeling low, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a bad mood, do you think feeding yourself shit ton of sugar is going to make you feel better? Or is that going to make you feel worse? Actually, poor diet is really closely linked to how you feel mentally. And when you start eating better, you start feeling better. So there is a close link between what you feed yourself and how you feel mentally. Same physically, you're low on energy. Your kids had you up all night. She haven't had a wink of sleep. And then she's sound asleep there and you're like, fuck's sake, I've got loads to do. I've got to work. I've got to clean the house. And you want chocolate or you want crisps or you want cake. But that's not really what your body needs. Your body needs a proper meal. It needs protein. It needs carbs. It needs veggies. So I want you to try and get away when we've, when we've got cravings, period cravings, we're sick, we're low on energy, we're struggling with sleep, all of those things, we're down in the dumps. We don't, we, it's not, oh, what do we fancy? Because we are weaker, we do make less good decisions there. And you know what it might be? It might be like, what my what does my body need right now? Okay, we need to give 80% that. So I need to make myself that dinner. I'm going to have a beef stir fry, loads of veggies, and then I'm going to get a small chocolate bar for after it. And that's what I fancy, okay? It might be that, like the other day, I really, really fancy like curry sauce. I fucking love Chinese curry sauce. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to make myself like a little healthy chicken katsu. So I made a chicken, like normal chicken with boiled rice, nice and portioned, um, and just made make way curry sauce over. Now, that's not the same as me going to chippy, but it hit the spot. It was nutritious, but it also had that little bit of what I fancy in as well. So ask yourself, what does my body need? What do I need for me to feel good, for me to reach my goals, for me to um, wake up tomorrow and be proud of the decision I made? And then give yourself a little bit of what you fancy. Don't live off the things that you just want and you just fancy. You need to live off the thing that's going to fuel you well. And then just treat yourself a little bit. Sprinkle that in here and there. 80-20 or 90-10 is the better ratio, but 80-20 works too. Um, and this was a big one for me because I am your girl who would literally just have a share bar of chocolate and not eat a meal. And I have to be honest, I'm glad that I live with Fran because Fran needs proper meals. And if I lived on my own, I would probably have a bowl of cereal instead of my tea or I would eat chocolate instead of my tea um, and would miss meals and just eat, you know, the same amount of calories and shit and then feel shit overall. So I am literally just like you. I've got the same desires and the same like oh be ass cooking I'm just gonna do that it's just that I'm like my body really needs this so that's what I'm gonna give it and then I'll give it a bit of chocolate afterwards um so yeah I try and try and ask yourself that it's a, it's that's something that I've asked a lot of clients to start thinking about lately is what does my body need when you're sitting and you're thinking oh shall I have this shall I have that what does my body actually need um okay so my tracking falls off towards the weekend I plan my week and I get my food in but if things do come up and I get something to eat whilst out that's when it falls down why does why does track and fall down when you go out oh because I can't track it accurately so what put something in if you went to Rudy's and you got a margarita pizza all you need to search is Neapolitan margarita pizza and something would come up 
if you went to um oh my god I can't even think if you went to an Indian and you got a chicken tikka masala with pilau rice and naan bread and chips all of those things are in my fitness pal hun if you went to a tapas place you would be able to search maybe you add a bit of prawns maybe you add a bit of chorizo maybe you add a bit of garlic bread you'd be able to search those things potatoes bravas just make just just guesstimate by saying oh, i'm just not going to bother putting anything in you're just giving yourself a free-for-all and part of me is like well we need to get away from that free-for-all mindset because if my like i said earlier if my fitness pal goes down we still need to eat like normal people and we still need to fuel ourselves well um so it's not the fact that you're not on my fitness pal it's your decision making so even when you are out and about you can still make good decisions like you can still make good choices. If you're at a tapas place, get a meat dish, a fish dish, and one veggie dish. Um, if you were at an Italian, you could get a fish dish, a steak, a chicken dish, or you could get a pasta, which is in like a tomato base. Tomato base, tomato sauce. Um, if you were at an Indian, you could get like the tandoori chicken, but you get your sauce on the side and just have rice instead of rice, pilar rice and chips, pilar rice, rice non bread and chips. So I don't think it's necessarily, oh, well, don't go on my fitness pal because I don't know what to track. It's probably also your decision-making as well. Just because you are eating out at a restaurant, you don't have to go wild, girls. If you are someone, this was mind-boggling for me because I honestly thought that every time I ate out, I had to eat a starter main dessert. If I was going to spend money on it, I had to fill my boots. And that mentality actually held me back for a long time because it's not enjoyable if you ruin your life every time you go for a meal. Like we need to just be thinking, what what does my body need right now? And what am I also going to enjoy? So it's like, you know, one of my clients went for a Nando's and I was like, absolutely fine for you to go for a Nando's. But she ordered the Sunset Burger, which was like nearly 700 calories as well as rice. Rice, not a problem. But if she'd have got butterfly chicken or she'd have got um, chicken thighs, that would have reduced the calories of the whole meal, which eventually came to 900. She was also eating out in the evening as well. So that was an easy swap. But when she was at that restaurant, she just wasn't thinking. She was like, sunset burger, please. Instead of like, I'm gone, I'm going out for tea tonight. I'm going to have a few gins. So I need this, this meal to be better managed. We just need to slow down and we just need to think a bit more. What does my body need right now? What is the goal for this week? Does it matter this week if I go over my calories? Am I celebrating something? Is this just an off-the-cuff meal that I can like choose wisely at? We all want the indulgent thing. We want the lasagna with the garlic bread and the chips. We want the burger and chips. We always want the indulgent thing. Don't get me wrong. I look at every menu and I'm like, oh, that sounds good. But I don't always choose the indulgent option. A lot of the time, I choose the healthier option or just a more balanced option. You don't you will never see me order a salad. I never order a salad and never order a soup. But I am thinking about protein. I'm thinking, do I need that starter? Do I need that dessert? What's this? Or like, if I'm not getting a starter or dessert, maybe I'll indulge on my meal a little bit more. You need to be a bit more balanced. So just because you can't track it accurately doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and guesstimate. And just because you're not tracking doesn't mean you have to make poor decisions. You can actually control your choices. I'm sorry, but my phone has not stopped ringing. I'm going to have to pause you. Sorry about that, girls. I had two missed calls from my dad and then I had two missed calls from Fran and I was thinking, this must be a family emergency. And it wasn't. It was just Fran to tell me he's not going to jujitsu. So it's not a family emergency. <laughs> so Fran, if you're listening to this, you're fucking annoying. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, so that's tracking at the weekends, tracking when you're eating out. Guesstimating is better than not. Girls, I've said this lots of times before. If you are out at a meal, and you don't know, and you've ate something and you don't know how to track it, just tell me what you add and I'll help you. If you are going for a meal in a few days and you've got the menu there, send it me and I'll help you. If you do it in the group chat, that will also help the group girls as well. Um, so like this, this doesn't have to be a big deal. Like I always say, I eat out every single weekend, guaranteed without fail. It is what I like to do. And it can be, it can be managed. You don't have to beat yourself up and you don't have to feel bad, but maybe the choices when you are out, it's like, it's a free for all. As soon as you get to a restaurant, it doesn't have to be that way. Um. Okay, so we've got, what's next? I feel like I had too many treats this week and didn't prioritize protein. I struggle with making good decisions when I end up in a spontaneous meal out. Exactly the same as what I've just said to this, the previous struggle, okay? So it's just spontaneous meals out. You can still put them in. 
your food diary. And if you're not going to track, you can still make good choices. We have to stop giving the control to other people. You are in control. Every single person listening to this is in control of what goes in their mouth. If someone cooks you something and you don't want to eat it, you can't say no. If you go to a restaurant and someone else orders for you, you don't have to eat it all. Like just because there's a nice pasta in front of you doesn't mean you have to lick the plate clean. You can leave a bit. Just because someone says, do you fancy a dessert? You don't have to say yes. Just because someone says, do you want to share a bottle of wine? You don't have to say yes. You are in control. You've got to realize that you are in control and don't feel bad about that by empowering it. Okay. Like it's up to you what you want to eat. If you go out, it's up to you. And you're not all get out of this or oh, fancy this or oh, that. Oh, that'd be lovely. It's like, what am I also going to enjoy? What am I going to enjoy that is also in line with my goals and values? Like we went for tapas at the weekend, big, massive table of us, loads of tapas. We ordered steak, we ordered chicken, we ordered one patatas bravas. This is in between me and Fran. Um, we ordered a paella between the whole table. We ordered, um, there was there was all sorts of things going on in the table. I literally just stuck to what I ordered and stopped when I was 70% full. I might have gone, well, probably did go over my calories for the day, but I could have ordered loads more. I could have ordered more bread stuff. I could have ordered three portions of carbs instead of just one. And like, it's just about the choices that you make. And just because there's food left on the table, you don't need to eat it. Once I started getting satisfied, I was like, does anyone want this? Does anyone want this? Does anyone want to finish that? Fran was like, yeah, 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 me. <laughs> he finished it all. But you just have to you have to stop when 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 you know. You shouldn't be leaving feeling physically sick, struggling to walk. Ah, my stomach's hurting. Oh, I'm so full. You should feel like decent after a meal, like you could go for a walk after. So start learning like those to stop when you're 70% full. And it is okay to leave food on the table. You are not a bin. Your body is not a bin. So if you're feeling full, don't keep forcing food down yet. And if you don't want a bottle of wine, don't say yes. If you don't want to say it, don't say yes. Don't let other people make you feel guilty for that. Um, I know that it's hard, but you get stronger at all this stuff over time, girls. So just keep going. Um, and I promise you, like these little things, you do get better at them the more that you do it. And the ordering out of a weekend, if you want to track it, guesstimate and think ahead a little bit more. And then when you are at that meal, think, what does my body need? What else is happening this week? Where am I at with the week? What is my value? What is my main goal for this meal and for this week? If your goal is fat loss, but you're choosing to have pizza, garlic bread every single week, or you're choosing to have two bottles of wine every single week, then you're not really living in a line with your goals or values. If you if you want to feel more confident, if you want to lose fat, but you keep, you keep acting in the opposite to that, then you're not acting in line with what you really want. So you have to check yourself on that. You have to start learning how to make better decisions. What's really hard is that no one can do that for you. You have to you have to do it. And it involves saying no to people who you really love and saying no to stuff that you're really tempted to do, uh, which which is hard. I, I don't doubt that it's a struggle. Um, okay, so this is an interesting question. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing, but... I am sorry. Um, I fell yesterday at a roller disco and hurt my arm and hand, which is devastating. So I'm gutted because you've literally just smashed three workouts for the first time. <laughs> um, not sure how it will go through the week with grip and weight. Should I do workouts and just do what I can do? Um, if you are doing, I'm not sure where your arm and hand is hurt. If it hurts, just rest it. Um, if it is painful when you're doing basic things like opening and closing doors, getting up and sitting down, putting a bag on and off, then I would maybe try and see a doctor or something. Um, I don't know where about it, it's sore or anything, but I would maybe rest it until towards the middle of the week. It might heal up within a couple of days, could just be a little bit bruised. But if it doesn't get better, then I would see a doctor. Um, I don't really want you to push through pain. So if there is something in particular like press-ups that hurts or you know, a certain movement that particularly hurts, then then maybe don't do them. But yeah, annoying. And I hope that you're okay. And I hope that it isn't anything serious and that it is just like, you know, just you've just banged it and, and it's as simple as that. But fingers crossed, because it would be good for you to get some workouts in this week and carry on the good work from last week. Um, But don't panic. You're not, you've made amazing progress just doing your steps and your nutrition as it is. 
don't panic. You were doing something fun. Accidents happen. Just, just do what you can. Um. Okay. So, is it normal to be really bad at single leg raises? Double is fine, but single is unbearable for me. Um. I would like to know more about this. So, single leg raises. I imagine is you're talking about the ab exercise where you lower both legs that's normal and then lowering one at a time which is single now normally single leg raises is the easier option than than full leg raises so i would like to know what is unbearable why does it hurt where does it hurt um because this is normally single leg raises is a regression so an easier option than full leg raises um so i would like to know more about this if you are talking about single leg bridges, which sometimes people um, do struggle with, a normal a normal glute bridge with both feet on the floor is way easier than a single leg glute bridge. So if you are struggling more with the single leg side, that will be harder. And that goes with pretty much everything like a single leg, like a split squat, a lunge, single leg deadlift. They're usually a bit more challenging than when you've got both feet on the floor. However, the single leg raises are usually easier. So I just want to know a bit more about that. Um, okay, so the guilt pissed offness when I don't get the workouts in or walks I planned when I can't help it work, etc., drives me mad. We need to just ask ourselves, did I do my best? I honestly think that I only get pissed off and only feel guilty if I have a genuine reason. So if I look at my day and think, literally not on that, you could have done there, Haley. Um, it is what it is. I don't feel guilty or pissed off. I just get on with it. I only ever feel guilty or pissed off when it's because it's something that I could have controlled. So could I got out of bed earlier? Could I have done it in that gap that I had? Could I have gone when I finished work? That's when I get pissed off. So I would ask yourself, you know, is did I do everything that I could? Could I have got up earlier? Could, have, could I have squoze it in here or there? And if the answer is no, then just say, physically say to yourself, I'm not going to be guilty about it then. Oh, did everything that I could, literally nothing else I could have done, so I'm not going to be guilty about it then. You will get better at that over time. Remember, this isn't about being perfect. It's about doing as much as you can. It's, be, it's about doing what you can without causing chaos in your life. If your life is busy, if work is busy, if you've got kids to look after, you're not going to have a perfect score every single week, and that's all right. But when you get to the end of the week and you ask yourself, did I realistically do everything that I could have done? And the answer is yes. I'm not going to feel guilty then is your response to that. If the answer's no, then you'll be like, oh, piss me off that. Okay, what will I do next time to make it different? Will I get set that alarm earlier on Wednesday to make sure I get me workout in? You know, it might mean that you have a 5 a.m. alarm like me. I'll be up. Um, so the point of what I'm saying is you shouldn't feel guilty or pissed off if it was out of your control and there was nothing else that you could have done. And if you are feeling pissed off, ask yourself, well, realistically, was there something else? And maybe there was. And so do that moving forward. Um, okay, a little question here. How to add food in my fitness pal when eating out? So literally, like I mentioned before, just search what you ate. Guesstimate it. So what I usually say, though, is like, <laughs> I have had this before. Someone will put in, oh, I had a chicken curry from a pub. And they'll put in like, the lowest calorie chicken curry that they can find. Um, no, you need to put in like chicken chicken tikka masala pub and then something will come up. Um, or like chip portion of chips pub or sweet salt and pepper chips pub. Salt and pepper chips. Salt and pepper chips from a chippy. Or you, it might be like sweet and sour chicken, Chinese takeaway. So like sweet and sour chicken, if you make it at home, you might only do, that might be 600 calories. But if you get, get it from a Chinese takeaway, it's going to be way more. So literally just search what you had. It's not going to be accurate. It's not going to be 100% accurate, but I hate to break it to you, no tracking actually is 100% accurate. <gasps> I know, it's an absolute, absolute scandal. But basically, food packaging, food labels can are allowed to be inaccurate. I think it's 20% either way, could be wrong, but it could be 20% either way inaccurate so you might read something you might eat something and it says that was 100 calories but you might have only at 80 or you could have at 120 calories okay so but it's always 
a little bit inaccurate. So it still works. So don't let that be like, oh, there's no fucking point then. It still works. That's why you're all still losing weight and you're feeling amazing. Um, so just because you can't be 100% accurate doesn't mean that there's no point in putting it in, especially if you're trying to build up that accountability and build up that consistency of showing up on my fitness pal. There are a lot of a lot of girls who've been with me for a while who just don't track their meals out. They just trust in themselves. But if I'm looking through your food diary and I'm trying to help you, if you've got one-to-one check-ins with me, which I know this person does, it's better for me to see what you ordered. So if I can see you ordered the chicken tikka masala, I don't know why I keep saying that. It's making me feel like I want to eat one now. Um, If I can see that you ordered that, then I could be like, right, okay, well, and, and I can see what you had with it, then that will help me. Um, if I can see that you had cocktails and exactly which ones, then that will help me advise you. So I would put something in, especially if I'm doing your food diary reviews, because then it allows me to see what your behavior is like when you are eating out. And then it allows us to make improvements moving forward if we need to. Um, okay, let me see. Um, can you work out my maintenance calories for my weight of 55.5 kilo. I know I've probably been eating in a surplus, to be honest, but I want to get some control back. Still exercising and tracking most days, but weekend and additional planned snacks will be taking its toll. Okay, so I think your maintenance is around 1900, but I am just going to go and check. I'm back. So just went and worked out your calories. I thought it was 1900 because I know that um, you're a little dot, but it's 2000, even better. Amazing. Um, so 2,000 calories a day is your maintenance. Um, I would have a go at tracking at that for a, for a couple of weeks and then maybe look at moving away from tracking and instead controlling your uh, making better decisions and choices around food without having to depend on tracking. This is important, girls. We, we can't be married to tracking calories for the rest of our lives. I genuinely don't think that that's a way that most of us want to live. So if you keep going from diet to maintenance, from diet to maintenance, and always you're either out of control or you're on a diet, we really need to work on your mindset, your behaviors, your decision-making around food, um, and really think about why you've got no control when you're not using MyFitnessPal. So track for a little bit at using MyFitnessPal, start learning your portion sizes, learning what your food looks like and how your weeks look with that, with that 2,000 calorie target, and then start moving away from it and you need to get better at controlling your choices and your decisions around alcohol, around eating out, around snacking and so that we don't slip right back into old ways and regain any weight that we, um, you know, don't want to regain. So I, I would, that, that would be what I'd suggest for you. Track for a couple of weeks to see what your portions are like, but then the mission needs to be to move away from it because you can't track for the rest of your life and we can't just constantly be, dieting and then out of control dieting out of control we need to learn how to maintain our lives we need to learn how to maintain a happy healthy confident weight so that we're not constantly in this yo-yo okay and that is what a lot of coaches completely miss off is that they get get the diet you down really really hard and they get you to a point you're happy and then you either cancel or not you specifically in talking to everyone yeah you either stop working with that coach or that coach just like kind of doesn't know what to do with you. So it just keeps you in a deficit even longer. And you actually don't learn how to maintain. So then you just slip back into old ways because you lose the support of the coach. Um, you stop you stop with your calorie deficit and you just slip back into old habits. Everything creeps in slowly. And then you um, regain weight and then have to diet again. I don't want people to do that. Like I genuinely want this to be the last last diet that everyone ever does and okay you might have little periods of time where you just cut for eight weeks but we should be walking around all year feeling fucking good we shouldn't have to have a winter size clothes and a summer size clothes we shouldn't have to like have loads of different sizes i mean unless you shop in zara and you will you'll have some small some large some extra large which i do um but like we should we we should feel good year round and like so for me i just live at this obviously I've been gaining weight lately, but I live around 64K as my like ideal comfy weight, 62 to 64K. And then from there, if I want to, if I have a holiday, I'll just do eight week diet and that's it. And sometimes I don't need to do the eight weeks, six weeks is enough. And that's at where we all want to get to eventually. It's not, we gain a stone, have to lose a stone. It's not, we gain two stone, lose a stone, regain it again. Like we want to make sure that 
we actually get to a point where we have we know how to maintain and that means going to maintenance tracking for a little bit at maintenance and then learning how to come away from tracking while maintaining that weight so really addressing our habits decisions and behaviors around food around alcohol around eating out social situations all of these things because we don't want to be in this constant yo-yo and we don't want to have to always rely on my fitness pal and i know now that if i wanted to diet i wouldn't need my fitness pal i know what to do with my portions I know what to tweak and that's where I want everyone else to be as well. And then you will get there. It just takes a bit of time. Um, this is another person I feel I in the, in the question box. So this is obviously what everyone's feeling. I think I struggle with the guilt, guilt feeling when eating out, even if it's a coffee. Listen, you do not need, you are still in control of what you eat. Why are you feeling guilty about a coffee out? Like you could make a cappuccino at home. You can have a cappuccino when you're out. Um, honestly, please, please stop. You are, you deserve to live your life. You deserve to eat out. You deserve to enjoy yourself. And that can be well managed and it can be well controlled. Um, you don't, you don't need to feel guilty. This takes the fun out of life. This is sucking the enjoyment out of your social life. And that is not what this is about. This is about living a healthy, happy, confident life. It's meant to be fun to socialize with your friends. You're meant to enjoy eating out. And you're still in control of what you're eating, whether you're in a restaurant or not, you still decide what goes in your mouth. You're still in control. So you don't need to feel guilty because you still have the control. Um, and okay, if you do overeat loads, then don't feel guilty about it. Reflect on it. What went wrong? What decisions did I make? What will I do next time? Next time I'm faced with this. Uh, well, I won't skip lunch because then I maybe wouldn't have four courses at, at dinner. Um, or like, you know, if you ended up drinking a bottle of wine, mm, well, I'll just say no to my friend or I'll just take my car next time. These types of things. Um, so don't you don't need to feel guilty at anything. We need to be thinking about everything from like a detached, logical point of view. What happened? Is there anything I could have done differently? If so, what would I have done differently next time? What will I do? Okay. Um, okay, girls, that is me done. That is all the check-ins. Thank you very much for filling in your forms. Really love to hear from you. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating when I say this is literally one of my favorite things to do all week. I love it because it just makes me feel good hearing from everyone. And obviously I'm here to help you. I want to help you. So you checking in really helps me do that. Um, and I do think that these check-ins are really valuable when you participate in them. So if you are in the community and you are hiding away, then fucking get back on your check-ins because I really do want to hear from you. I really do care about your progress and I want to help you. Enjoy your days, enjoy your weeks. And if you need me for anything, you know where I am, drop me a message on WhatsApp and I will be happy to help. See you soon, girls. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the lift and glow fitness podcast if you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it please make sure that you share it with a friend it really does help and if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast then make sure you let me know also if you want to know more about working with me you can send me a dm on instagram you will find me at hayley bell pt thank you again for listening and i will speak to you all again soon bye